1: If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night
2: in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined.
0: Hey everybody, this is Hallie. And Allison. And welcome back for another episode of Ruin, the podcast where we ruin a horror movie. For you. Whether you like it or not. (laughs) And hopefully you do. Hopefully you really enjoy it. You stick around. And if not, I hope you are not listening to this against your will. Yeah, some sort of weird fetish where you have to listen to one episode of every podcast you hate. You don't have to do that.
2: That's a nightmare. Um, But welcome back, and we're glad you're here. Yeah, thank you. We're going to kick things off as as we did uh, before last month, but we're going back to our our beloved audience questions. Uh, You guys write in so many good questions. Yeah, thank you so much for sending these in. These are so good, Um, and today we got one from Samuel B., again, never using last names for fear of identity theft, as this podcast Mm -hmm. is about horror and also identity theft most of the time. Uh, But he writes, Hello, Hallie and Allison. Absolutely love the podcast. Thank you. Um, What horror movie scenario would each of you be most likely to fall prey to? My girlfriend and I go on a monthly cabin camping trips with friends, and we always read from the cabin logbook, so it's a matter of time before we find
0: ourselves in an evil dead situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, first of all, stop doing that. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, Yeah, problem number one. Your knowledge you knowledge that this is what's going to happen, and you're continuing to do it.
2: Yeah, you are, this, you are tempting fate in a way that uh, could turn out bad for you. So I would stop reading. I, honestly, I wouldn't even go to a cabin. Cabins aren't really where I see myself. Mm. I feel like I'm—it's, like, not a specific scenario because in so many scenarios where these movies play out, I'm like, well, I just wouldn't do that because I wouldn't go to that house or I wouldn't, like, be with those people or whatever. I wouldn't
0: live long enough to see this happen.
2: Yeah, right. Um, I would say that, like, I would most likely fall prey to, like, I think about urban legend and, like— I'm just someone who, like, I think most of the time in my life, I'm, like, very aware of what's around me, because I'm, like, a woman, and I've lived in a city for the last 15 years, and also just being a woman in general means you have to be constantly aware of people trying to murder you. But, like, I could see Mm -hmm. being just, like, taken by surprise because I'm walking down the street at night. Like, that seems like a very likely scenario that I would easily fall into, which is terrifying because it could happen. (laughs)
0: Similarly, I feel like the first scenario that comes to mind is Helen Lyle in the original Candyman, who simply was trying to study um, urban legends and Mm -hmm. made Mm -hmm. the mistake of thinking that they're not real and they could never happen to you. And speaking of, you know, like being alone, I just think of that uh, moment in the parking garage (sighs) where she thinks, "Okay, I was right. It turns out Candyman is just like this name for, you know, somebody who actually exists who committed these crimes. And then she turns out, and motherfucking man is standing there. Yes. Who's like, no, you summoned me. And I, I, I could see myself doing that inadvertently, reading a book yes. or saying something out loud. Yes. I'm always talking, you know what I mean? I don't know what I'm doing. So yeah, I'm just out and around. Ass- absolutely <laughs> going to inadvertently read something out loud and conjure a demon, an entity of some sort. I think that's in the cards for me for sure. But great question.
2: Yeah, a great question. Thank you for writing in. And you guys can all write in any questions you have, horror movie related or honestly otherwise. We'll talk about kind of anything. So uh, email us at ruined at the radiopoint.com. dot com. You can also send questions via Instagram uh, at ruined podcast. So feel free to hit us up there. Um, and it's September now. Um, not now, now when we're recording, but now in uh, listener land <laughs> And uh, our theme for this month is, you know, a delightful back to school. Back to school, which I believe... Back to ghoul?
0: Back to ghoul. Back to ghoul. It's back to school and there's a ghoul driving your school bus. Oh no, a ghoul bus? I'm yeah, sorry. that's the problem. When you get on the school bus that you didn't see on the side, it says ghoul bus. Ghoul bus. And it's like, well, if I was studying reading
2: more, maybe I would have uh, caught that detail. But, but you didn't. And I didn't. Did. And uh, so back to ghoul, ghoul bus riding, all of the back to good, ghoul. you know, back to ghoul shopping. You buy ghouls. Uh, hats for your ghouls. Um, but we are uh, kicking it off with a recommendation from Whitney Y., uh, hit us up on Instagram with this one. A classic. I'm thrilled to do it. Uh, We are going to do
0: Carrie. I mean, is there truly any greater movie about the dangers of attending a school? No. Boy, I'll (laughs) tell you, if she didn't have to go to school, what what Carrie's life might have been, what that town's life might have been. Oh. Um, Well, to kick it off, we always have Allison watch the trailer. And Allison, what are your first thoughts from the Carrie trailer?
2: I do love the trailers of, like, the 70s and early 80s where, like, Mm -hmm. they do tell you most of the plot in the trailer. (laughs) And, like, there's a narration and everything. So, like, all I know of Carrie is, like, the iconic blood, pig's blood on, like, getting dumped on her... Yes. ...scene, um, which is, like, plays out in, like, pop culture all over. So, like, this gave a lot more context to that. that like, she's evil, too?
0: Also, like, a shitty mom? Interesting that that's your takeaway. Well... Something's going on with her. Something is going on with her. And what um, do you think that is? Like, what do you think the origin of that of her? You know, I honestly evil. But what's going on with Carrie? Where do we think it's coming from?
2: It feels. I mean, it's got to be a, a little bit coming from like the mother and the fam, like some kind of inherited trauma of some kind. Great, love
0: it. That feels
2: very. Likely, Also, something's up with the town in general. Why are all those kids such pricks? Like,
0: <laughs> Right. Well, do keep in mind, this was the, um, when was it? The 70s. So, I do yeah, feel 76. like a lot of the bullying in this movie, I'm like, you know, it's good that we did have that, like, anti-bullying movement. You know, like, yeah. you it, it started, like, 10 years ago. Because I do feel like there's a lot more of, like, bullying, which means I, like, literally take your head and jam it into a pole or whatever. Like, it's bullying, right. but, like, girls tear Violent your hair bullying. out behind yeah. the, you know what I mean, like, horrible stuff that, like, really yes. does stay with you. And yes. not that the, I mean, the stuff online is also horrible. Obviously, you're a child. You don't know, like, what's going on. Right. But a lot but more, of like, bullying. physical shit, yeah. you know. And that's also depicted in this film. Um, We always like to take a baseline scary. So, Allison, how scary do you find the concept of being an outcast?
2: I mean, extremely. Yeah, I think it's so. Anything that creates loneliness is terrifying yes. because there is there are a few things darker than than be, feeling alone, um, whether that be socially or physically. So, I think that's a pretty scary. I will say that like I don't feel like I was ever like a true outcast. I have mm-hmm. had like it's hard to moments. Believe, where, honestly, I know, isn't it? <laughs> Um, like, I've had, like, moments in growing up or, or, or early adulthood where you're like, oh, I'm, I'm not part of this crew.
0: But, like, right. I always had friends. There were always, like, yes. nobody
2: was like, don't speak to her.
0: Um, yeah, that is the, I mean, I I, th- I feel the same way. Like, I was never cool. Like, I was always pretty lame, but right. I always had friends. Like, I always, like, could sit yeah. with somebody or could call somebody to hang out. And yes. there were always, and maybe this is just my school, but, like, there was always, like, one or two people per grade who you knew did not have friends. Yes, and. You just—I just remember feeling so bad for them, but also you I didn't too. want to hang out with them either. Right. And and like, not that I was ugh. bullying them, but it's sort of like that's. But I wasn't a lot. helping. I was not helping.
2: Now I hope
0: you know. I would, It's something but. that in
2: late adulthood I've really looked back on a lot at like some of the 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 handful of students at my schools growing up where I was like, oh, that person like doesn't have friends and like kids yeah. are mean to them. I was never mean to them, but I also wasn't. Like right, you my were inviting to the G friends. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. We're right. stopping anybody from being mean. And now I like deeply regret all of those moments yeah. and wish I had just been like an inclusive everybody gets to be friends person, but
0: and I hope that's that youth. student or kids now like sort of have more of this message. I really did think, and this was like, you know, again, we, we came of age at the turn of the century. Yes. there, I really thought like in a fundamental way that like the way that things were were just the way things were. Like it would yes. not have occurred to me like, oh, actually, to if you personally it. do something, it actually can improve this person's situation. I was yes. just like, this is just what high school is. I'm not popular. You know, whatever. I can't control whether I'm bullying somebody. But in terms of like, the, well, this person, that's just how things are. In a way that I hope kids now are getting the message of like, you, any, anyone could be nice. You could change your behavior if you've been bad, like mean in the past. Yeah. Like, it, things just don't have to be the way that they are. Right. Um, in a way that I don't. I, maybe it was just movies. We just saw a bunch of movies at the time, and I'm like, well, I saw a teen movie, and that's just how it is. There's always going to no, be. No, I do think it was outcast. like things felt a little more solidified as like this is the hierarchy. Yes. These
2: are. This is what everybody is, and therefore you must you know, there's nothing you could do about this. Like, these people play sports, these people, like, whatever was dividing yeah. up, like, who was who. Like, I felt, it felt more locked in yes. when we were growing up. And maybe that's just because
0: it's over now and we can't change it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I just feel like it's like, I mean, yeah, it'd be interesting to look at, like, teen culture through different eras. Like, what was, yes. teen, when did teen culture originate? Because they were really using it to, like, market a lot of stuff to us. So, maybe it yeah. felt more real as a result of that. Before we get started, Allison, as always, would you like to guess the twist in Carrie, if you think there is a twist? Guess the twist.
2: I feel like it's going to have to be, like, either— I feel—it's always hard because, like, the reveal of, like, why she is how she is is, like, Mm -hmm. a twist, but more, like, also just a plot point. But I feel like maybe finding out something about one of the students who's bullying her, like— Okay. That they somehow had some part in her violence or response to them. I don't know. So, so, like somebody like somebody's going to like have crossed a line somewhere from one side to the other. Love is it. my guess of That'd one of the great. students. That's a good guess.
0: Yeah. So let us begin by ruining the movie Carrie. And I also should say, which I, I didn't before, this is of course based on a, in my opinion, the best Stephen King novel,
2: mm-hmm. which came out
0: in nineteen. 19- Seventy four started his career, or launched him to greater heights at least. And then the movie came out two years later, and it's they really turned that around. Banger! Oh yeah, it, I I I remember reading it in high school. I loved it. I think it's like I one of my still one of my favorite books. Like my favorite horror book, definitely. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's like written. It's like a epistolary, so it's like all these different like letters and like oh, sure. articles about what happened at the school and everything. Oh, I like that. So fun. All right, that so we open fun. on a a high school girl's gym class. They're playing (laughs) volleyball. And in the back row, there's like this mousy, lanky girl, Carrie, played by Sissy Spacek, and everyone's like, hey, to Carrie, she'll blow it. And her teammates are yelling at her like, don't blow it, Carrie. Of course, when the bullet comes to her, she not only knocks it out of bounds, but like it goes behind her. And everyone's like, jeez, Carrie, you suck at everything. Like everyone's just immediately on top of her. And it's like, this is a gym class. Like no one gives yeah. a shit. And they're so mean. And as they're coming, and she's just that person. Like you, they immediately say, like she's the person in her grade. No friends. She's like the stinky girl. Like, Everyone is so mean to her. As they walk out, everyone's like, "Oh, Carrie!" But then the last girl who's walking into the locker room past her is Chris Hargison, who is an uber like just the meanest high school bitch like that you've ever met. And she says to Carrie, "Eat shit." And it's (sighs) like, oh god, like that's That's so teenagers. It's hard enough. Also, like
2: I don't know, like. There's bullying where it's like, oh, you made us lose the game. You suck at this. And then there's saying, eat shit to eat somebody's face. Shit.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, going from bad to worse, not only not only did she have to get humiliated and lose their volleyball game, which again, was in gym class. It wasn't a real volleyball game or anything. She has to go take a shower with these girls. Allison, did you have to shower oh in gym class we in did. high school? it was, It was kind of like an optional
2: thing. And like mm-hmm. plenty of people like... Didn't do anything in gym that like got them sweaty, so then right. it was like, well, I'm just going to put my clothes back on. Um, but we did. But I grew up playing sports and always being in locker. So like to me, I was like, this is fine. This is just some people that right. I haven't showered with before. But like, we all, yeah. But then we only had gym like one year, and then we didn't have to do it ever again. So
0: yeah, we didn't have to just shower. I don't year, know what when you're would've... the
2: least comfortable.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know what I would have had to do if we if I had to shower during gym class. Yeah. But again, like, what were we doing, really? You know what I mean? Like, when we're in right. a it's just like kind of like, like walking around. Or something. So it's, we go in, and it's like immediately this idealized, like, 70s version of what a girl's locker room is. So, like, everyone's nude and kind of like snapping towels or like their bushes are out. And, you know, everyone's just like this perfect high school, like doing their hair and like chatting about prom, which is coming up in about a week. And Carrie is the last person in the shower, and she's, like, soaping her breasts in a way where it's like, that's not how you would shower as a teenage no. girl, let, let alone in a <laughs> locker forever. room. You know what I mean? You were, you were in and out. You were getting it, yeah. in there, out of there as soon as possible. Unfortunately, as she's showering, Carrie looks down, and there's blood, you know, <laughs> running down her legs. Oh. Allison, she doesn't know about the concept of periods. <gasps> what? She has no idea. So, as a result, no. she freaks out. Even the school didn't have, like, public sex ed? Was this pre-sex ed? They never say this, but later, you know, there's some teachers talking, and they're like, well, you know her mother. And I know in my school, if you were, like, very—it's all Christian, at least where I'm Uh-oh, from. Oh, I think people they, could, could get out. You can opt out. your kids out mm-hmm. of sex ed. So, I yeah. they don't say but I assumed there probably was sex ed, and it would, or they would have discussed, true. like, puberty and right. periods. And her mother pulled her out of it. So she does not have word one of, like, what she's supposed to be doing. She starts screaming, thinking, like, oh, my God, I'm dying. Understandably. runs nude into the locker room where everyone else is, like, pretty much dressed and, like, about to leave. And her hands are covered in blood. And these girls turn on her like animals. (gasps) Like, they're so disgusted by her. And they basically, like, push her back into the showers. And they start throwing pads and tampons at her. A very famous scene where they're ch- uh, they're chanting "Plug it up!" Oh my God! Carrie is like as if she wasn't screaming before, panicking and screaming, and literally covered in maxi pads. And finally, the gym teacher Miss Collins comes in and is like, "What oh the fuck's going on in here?" <laughs> like elbows through, it's like a lot. <laughs> And she grabs one girl, Sue Snell, who's at the front. And it's like, Sue, what Like, what the fuck are you doing? And the implication is like, Sue's like a nice girl. So it's like, even, uh, like, sure, of course, Chris Hargis said, we know she's right. doing this. Right. Even you're shit. doing this? Yeah. And she goes up to Carrie. It does look like that's very 70s. Like, we don't do this anymore. And Because Carrie's screaming hysterical. She just slaps Carrie across the face. Oh, yeah. We used to just hit hysterical women. <laughs> But I want—I think, like, now we realize that wouldn't—like, that's not hysteria. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody's screaming and you have to, like, shake them or whatever, something is going on. Like, that's trauma. You slapping them in the face of that moment is probably the worst thing to do, right? Only making it worse. At least Mrs. Collins realized as soon as she does it, like, she shouldn't have done that. So she's, like, consoling, you know, Carrie and telling everyone to get the fuck out of here, you know? And she's like, Carrie, it's it's not a big deal. I'll help you. Do you do not know about this? And it's like, yeah, obviously not. She did not know that she was gonna be getting her period. Ay. Cut to Carrie is like dressed, you know, whatever, and is sitting like stupefied outside the principal's office when Miss Collins is talking to Principal Morton, being like, like it was insane. Like all these girls need to be punished. Like it was horrible, you know, like she didn't know about her period. And that's when they have the conversation like, oh, well, you know, her mother, you know, Miss What Mrs. White. Like there's no, just presumably she's so religious and controlling right. that Carrie didn't have this information, which is like so embarrassing. But Miss Collins makes this submission, which I think is like what makes the movie interesting. Where Miss Collins is like, I'll be honest, even in that moment, like I wanted to shake her and tell her to like shut, like calm down and shut up. Yes, like that's because that's the problem with like that's why people that like that's why people are outcasts. But like when people are outcasts, like everyone has an instinct of like, oh my god, like grow up, get over yes. it, it's not a big deal. Rather than being like, here I help you. You know, right. like let's figure Human. this out. Yeah. And so Mr. Mr. Morton calls in Carrie and he keeps calling her Cassie, like, because he doesn't know who she is. Like, they've never, right. he's never even thought of her. And she keeps correcting, like, it's Carrie. And as he's talking to her, like, we're really sorry. How about you take the rest of the day and go home? Like, we'll call your mother. You know, you don't, you could take off um, the next week of gym. You don't have to go in. You can just go to study hall, trying to be nice and, the, you know, what to her. And as, They're talking. We see Carrie staring at an ashtray on the desk, and it's vibrating. And finally, Mr. Morton says to her, is that okay, Cassie? And Carrie screams, it's Carrie! And the ashtray flips off the table across the room. (gasps) On its own. On its own. Okay. On her way home, Carrie, again, still traumatized. A little obnoxious boy bikes by and calls out, creepy Carrie, creepy Carrie. So even little kids know that she's creepy. Or that she's like an outcast.
2: (laughs) The whole town is in on bullying this teen girl.
0: Well, and I think it's, we're all going to find out it's because of her mother. Okay. You know, it all ties back to her yes. mom. But right. she glares Always. at a little boy on the bike, and his bike flips over, and he falls off. Which he again okay. doesn't. So he doesn't assume that she had a role in it. But we know. No, of
2: course she. Are it. we? Is the movie kind of letting us know that this is all kind of new? Yes, or that she has been able to do like. That this is, like, since the gym incident, this is, like, kind of something that she can do. And it's not something that she's been doing.
0: Yes. I think we're to think, like, with the onset of puberty and her getting her period. And she is older. Like, I think she's supposed to be, like, 17. So, like, I think she's, like, the last person in her grade to get her period. That's why all the other girls, like, we all know about our period. We've all been having them for years. Right. And I think it's sort of, like, now that she's—her body is— uh, going through puberty, these powers are emerging as a result of it, which is a very, like, long-standing horror, but also a literary idea. The idea of, like, yes. the onset of your period is, like, a harbinger of your adult powers, in this case, yes. quite literally.
2: Yes. Um,
0: um, unfortunately, um, Carrie's mom is just about the worst person to go to when you're dealing with a personal crisis. Uh, she's just like an, her name is uh, Margaret White, and she's just a complete mm. religious fanatic. We see her go over to Sue Snell's house uh, to see Sue Snell's mom, to basically evangelize to her and to, gives okay. her like a, like a teen's, teen's improving through Christ. And she's like, oh, you don't know, like, all the horrible, filthy stuff these kids are getting up to. And, and Sue Snell's mom was like, lady, I'm just drinking in the middle of the day. It's the 70s. Like, I don't need to hear this from you. Yeah. And finally gets her out of the house by giving her $10 to, like, to her church. She doesn't have a church. She's just, like, an insane person who, like... Yeah, right. ...prays at home. And so a little while later, Ms. White arrives home and Carrie's her, and she's rushing around to, like, clean up and, like, look presentable. And you know, it's just, like, the, the, the heady, ominous feeling of, like, abuse. Like, mm-hmm. the mom walks right. in, and you're, like, Carrie is just, like, on edge. You know, like, you know her yeah. mom could turn on a time, And unfortunately the mom gets uh, has gotten a call from the school. And Carrie's like, oh, who is that call from? And she, the mom turns and says, you're a woman now. And Carrie bursts into <sighs> tears, and she's like, why didn't you tell me? Like, why yes, would you just valid, give me this information?
2: That is an absolutely valid request from her to be like, I need to—who else is going to tell me if I'm not exactly. getting it from any— like, if you are making yourself responsible for all of the education about me yes. as, like, a physical woman— like, you need to give me a
0: heads up that I'm going to start bleeding out of my vagina at one point. <laughs> Unfortunately, in response to this very reasonable question, Miss Mrs. White slaps Carrie outside the head with a religious textbook and knocks her okay. to the ground. And with Carrie on the ground, like, sobbing, Mrs. White preaches about it. She's like, oh, the sins of Eve, you know, the Garden of Eden, and Eve ate the apple. That was the first sin, and it loosed the raven of sin on the world. And the first sin was intercourse, and the first curse was the curse of blood, and the second was of childbearing. So basically what she's implying is that if you did were not a sinner, you would not have gotten your period, which is That's, not how it works, teens, if you're listening. Yes, objectively untrue. Yes, Meanwhile, Carrie is trying to, despite having been raised in this house with this woman, and clearly like this, her mother is insane. She's yes. trying to stand up for her. She's like, I, this not true. Like, I know it's not true. Like, y- you know, it, but she, her mom keeps forcing her to recite this, the passage that she's read from the Bible. <sighs> and finally, you know, maybe her mom's like, oh, maybe you had lustful thoughts. Maybe the Antichrist got inside you, you know. And Carrie, meanwhile, is like, it's my, like Miss Collins explained biology. it. Like everybody gets it. It's just biology. <laughs> <gasps> Mrs. White drags Carrie into her praying closet, which is a terrifying oh, no. closet and locks no, her inside no, no. and there 's like candles and then a terrifying crucifix of Jesus with his with glowing eyes no why what and she 's forced to pray for what seems like hours and then later in the evening, her mama has unlocked the door and Carrie comes out and Carrie says to her mom, "Thank you mama Allison, oh. if you were in this situation, tell me oh. what would you do?"
1: What would you do?
0: I
2: am running away from home. Yeah. I I think that I would get, like, uh, some belongings and, like, at school— I would, like, go to school the next day and never come back. I would tell the administrators and teachers and be like, I can't go home. My mother is an insane religious right. freak who physically and emotionally abuses me. And— that's it. I'm not going back. Like the I there's just no like there's no reason that her mother's like that. But like I feel like it's the kind of thing where like if everybody's like, "Oh yeah, her mom is kind of insane." Like it's different than yeah. hearing like she hits me with books and locks me in closets. Like that's Absolutely. I would think even in the 70s that's like the some kind I mean, of authorities would get involved to maybe.
0: rectify that. But I don't know. I don't know what the 70s kind of exactly. like stance on you, child abuse was. Like, If you were an adult in the 70s, let us know if you think, if she had reported this, would they take it seriously? Or would they be like, right. yeah, everybody's parents complaining. Them? It's the 70s. Like yeah, everyone's right. parents is drunk in the middle of the day, you know? Right. Um, but I think that's a, the valid point.
1: The team with the highest volunteering staff could secure the biggest prize of all, the continuation of American democracy. Head to votesaveamerica.com slash 2024 now and get ready to organize or else. This message has been paid for by Vote Save America. You can learn more at votesaveamerica.com. And this ad has not been authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee.
0: And so Carrie goes up to bed and by which I mean she stands at her mirror sobbing. And then we see the, the glass in the mirror flex. And we know that she's flexing with her mind until the glass shatters. And okay. Carrie's mom runs upstairs to be like, what was that sound? And Carrie looks her and says, what sound? And then goes, because like, I'm just doing my prayers. And then goes to sleep. And the next day, um, we see Carrie in class with uh, our teacher, Mr. Fromm. And he's reading a poem by the school's quarterback, Tommy Ross, who is was a dreamboat <laughs> with like these blonde angelic uh, curls. And the poem is like very like hopeful and it's about like peace and love, you know, peace, love and understanding. So of course Carrie's like smitten with him. You know what I mean? She sits behind him and she's like, Oh my God, knowing you know, this guy's never gonna give me the time of day. Mm -mm. Handsome football poet? No. Exactly. Like every girl in the school would be all over this guy. And when Mr. Fromm asks if anyone has any criticism, Carrie says out loud, like to herself, like without even thinking, like, it's beautiful. And all the kids are like, oh, Carrie thinks this poem's so great. And even Mr. Fromm was like, Carrie, that's not much of a criticism, you know, like it's clowning her. Until Tommy says like out loud, but under his breath, like to Mr. Fromm, you suck. And Mr. Fromm's like, what did you say? And he says, oh, I said, aw, shucks. But Carrie has this moment where it's like at least Tommy was like trying to like stand up for her and like acknowledge like everyone was being mean to her. So of course yes. Carrie is, you know, this is she's absolutely done for, you know. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, so, so Carrie's fun. Carrie gets to go to um study hall for the week. So Mrs. Collins um has given all of the girls punishment. So they're in class. And she says to them, like, if it was up to me, you'd be also be suspended for three days and all of you would be banned from the prom. And all the girls are like, banned from the prom? Not the prom. Um, meanwhile, it's like, you literally hurl tampons at a screaming girl covered in yeah, blood. Yeah, you don't like, deserve a dance. You should be fucking expelled, you know? Yeah. And, um, but she said, instead, you're going to get a week's detention, which means every day— After school for fifteen minutes, I'm gonna run you ragged. Which honestly, at this point, as an adult, I'm like, that's just like a that's like a boot camp. You know what I mean? Like they're all gonna look great for prom because she's gonna make them, you know, actually exercise in gym (laughs) class. And the only person who like is not having it, or at least is not like, well, I want to go to prom, so I'm just gonna go through with this. Is Chris Hargensen, who's like, she can't do this to us. Like uh, this is ridiculous. And all of them were like, we just have to do it. And Sue Snell's like, Chris, could you just stop? You know, because Sue. We saw might make this moment. worse. Yeah. yeah. And Sue, so we realized, like, had a moment of, like, oh, we really did fuck this up, didn't we? Like, we really did do something horrible. Like, this is the least— we're getting off easy if that's what's going to happen. Right. Um, So Coll- Miss Collins, like, you know, runs them ragged, and there's 10 minutes left of the day, and Chris Harkinson says, fuck this, I'm not going to do this anymore. And she storms up to the gym teacher and was like, you can't do this to us, blah, blah, blah. Of course, Miss Collins hauls back, slaps her across the face, and is shaking her, and is basically screaming, like, you did something horrible, and the fact that you can't understand thats is, is it's going to set something in motion that is going to ruin Carrie White's life. Yes. And, and Ms. Collins is, respo- is right morally, but also is like, well, there's still kids, you know what I mean? Like, you can't be just slapping right. everybody in the face, you know what I mean? It's true. And she says, Miss Collins says to Chris, like, if you do not do this detention, then you will get a three-day suspension and you will be banned from prom. And Chris says, fuck you. And she storms off. So Chris now cannot this go to bitch. prom with her, with her boyfriend, Billy, who is, as we'll see in a minute, played by a very young and gorgeous <sighs> John Travolta. That was something I forgot to flag from the trailer. I was like,
2: that was the biggest surprise. I had no idea he was in this making his film debut.
0: Yeah, he's great in it. He's just, like, a dumb, handsome lug who's, like, Chris can, like, manipulate sexually into doing whatever she wants. Love that character for him. Great. That's a fun—that's—I love that. Meanwhile, over in the library, Carrie is, like, trying to figure—like, research having her telekinetic powers, basically. And she eventually (laughs) finds a book that's, like, the secret science behind miracles and finds the definition of telekinesis and realizes, like, oh, shit, I actually have this. So there's a name for it. Yes. Other people have it. I mean, arguably they don't, but there's right. like some study of it, you know. It's a phenomenon, yeah. Um, after after uh, detention, Sue goes over to the football field where Tommy is, I was going to say rehearsing football. Jesus. Practicing. <laughs> and he's like, oh, did you hear like I got a nationals? Like we're going to like go play the big game or whatnot. And Sue's like, okay, great. Can I ask you a favor? Can you take Carrie White to prom? And Tommy's like, okay, like, we're going out, you know, and she's like, yeah, it's I, not like a romantic, I just like, I think it would be good for her to go, and, you know, what I mean, like, you're a nice guy, and like, apparently at this school, and maybe this was a 70s thing, you can't go to prom unless you have a date. Oh. And, he, and she's like, I think that it would be nice, and like, I, th- but basically that means Sue can't go, because then Sue won't have a date, and she's like, right. I think this would be a nice gesture, I think it would be an emotionally complicated one having her At- realize that Carrie <laughs> likes Tommy. But I guess she does not know that Carrie likes Tommy, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. I could see that. And so, so Tommy's like, okay, I'll do it if you really want me to. Um, cut to that evening. Chris Hargison is out with Billy Nolan and they're clearly have, like a horrible, toxic relationship. he well, yes, slaps her in the face twice. Great. And she calls him like a fucking idiot and they like argue and she like pulls away and then they make out and they're like, have this like intense like, Super also, like being that way as a teen is so insane. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, you just have so
2: little understanding of the world that, like, of yeah. course, like you channel like every emotion you've ever had into this like awful,
0: exactly. And thing. the whole thing, I'm like, man, what are their parents like? But you never see them. Yeah, right. And they end up going up to like hand job point or whatever the fuck. And uh, <laughs> Chris gives Billy a blowjob, but during the blowjob, she, she tells him. I hate Carrie White. And it's a really funny moment because she's, you know, blowing him and she says, I hate Carrie White. And he goes, who? Because, like, what, what are, you t- are you telling me something while you're giving me a bone Um The next day, Tommy Hard asks her to, to prom. And reasonably, Carrie's like, this is a mean prank. And she runs yes. away. She's like, no, I, believe me, I just got my period. You don't know about that part, but I just had this horrible thing happen. This is not real. There's also, no she's a- like,
2: been bullied yes. all of this time and an outcast like, it's it's so obvious when it's
0: not genuine. Exactly. But like of course she knows. And Miss Collins runs into Carrie and she's like, What's going on? And why are you so upset? And she's like, Tommy Ross asked me to prom and Miss Collins' is like, that's so exciting. And she's like, No, I know that he goes around with Sue Snell, like this must be a trick. And Miss Collins says, Well, you know, I think you know you should open your mind to the idea like you're a beautiful young woman and like Look at your eyes. A little mascara to bring it out. A
2: little your lips. Try some lipstick. You have nice, pretty lips and your
0: cheekbones. Boys will be interested in you, and I think you think of yourself like you're so down on yourself, but, like, I think you should allow yourself the possibility that this—that you could be happy, and this is real. Cut to Miss Collins has po- hauled Sue Snell and Tommy Ross into oh, her office, and it's like, what the fuck is this? Is this a prank? If you fuck with that girl, like, she's going to kill us all with her mind, you know, like, <laughs> not that part, but we—that's right. We, not we yet. know that, the audience. And, um, and, the, and Sue, I think it's like, this is a very misguided, but genuine offer. Like Sue's like, I, I, when I think a prom, I think I really want to go. And this is the only way Carrie will go is if somebody asked her and Tommy said he would. And Tommy's like, yeah, it's not like a date. I'm just going to accompany her to prom. We'll dance. It'll be fun. And Miss Collins like, I understand what you're trying to do, but like, I feel like this is going to backfire. Like she's going to, it's going to mm-hmm. hurt her. And I think that's fair. it's like she's gonna like think Tommy likes her, or or she's gonna right. something bad is gonna happen. Got the wrong idea, us. yeah, exactly. Um, and so they're like, no, no, it's going to be fine. And Tommy's like, well, honestly, she also turned me down already, so whatever. And Sue's like, no, Tommy, you're gonna try again. So Tommy ends up driving to Carrie's house, and because Tom, oh, Carrie's mom is insane, Carrie like can only speak to him through the screen door, and is like, you oh, have my God. to leave. My mother cannot know that there's a boy on my porch. Like, you, you have to go. And Tommy says, I will leave if you agree to go to prom. And so she says, Yes, I will oh, agree no. to it just so you will leave. Yes. So, but she's actually like happy and like smiling. And it's like, Oh, wow. Okay. Now I get to actually this go to prom. Is real. Yeah. Unfortunately, that evening, we see Chris and Billy, in addition to Billy's friend Freddie, go to a hog yard no. where they kill a pig with a sledgehammer and bleed the hog into a bucket. Like that's a huge problem. Yes.
2: Like One, every, like that ho- I bet a hog farmer would like to hear that. <laughs> no, I don't think they would. But also like where the sl- w- like even having the idea to be, like like obviously we know where this is going because it's like right. that iconic scene, but it's like
0: to kill the hog with a sledgehammer to get it is is yeah. is real like I just uh, go to the paint store and buy a bucket of paint. It's the same thing. It'd be like a right. red paint. It's probably even worse to get out. What are you doing?
2: It. I mean, that is just super dr- Like, yeah, these kids have a problem.
0: Yes. And this is all like Chris is like the the brains behind it. And Billy's just and Freddie are just the brawn. But yeah. still, it's it's you hate to see it. You know, it's really concerning. Um uh, over at Carrie's house, she's having apple cake with her mother by candlelight. And okay. she tells her, you know, oh, this boy, Tommy Ross, asked me to prom. And Carrie Waite's mom is totally fine with it. I'm kidding. She goes absolutely fucking berserk. Yeah. She's like, course. there's no way you're going to prom, blah, blah, blah. And Carrie tells her, like, I want to be normal. Like, I want to be a whole person before it's too late for me. And her mom just throws her tea in Carrie's face. <sighs> Awful. And Miss Waite's like, trying, Mrs. Waite. You should go to jail for that. Yes, a hundred percent. And That's it's like abuse. What do? Yeah, I, and I guess unfortunately, I mean, it's just like I, I don't. I'm not a sociologist, but it's like no. if you were Mrs. White, you are there ever moments where you're like, well, I probably shouldn't have done all that. You know, right. like I shouldn't have taken this very normal thing and then completely. But I guess no, that requires like no. A she's understanding too far gone reaction. in yeah.
2: like religious, whatever.
0: Um and. You know, Carrie says, I'm going. She stands up for herself. And okay. Mrs. White has, it's Piper Lori, Lori who's great. And she has this, like, every monologue, like, she has this, like, iconic. And she goes, after the bo- blood comes the boys, like sniffing dogs, and slobbering, trying to find out where that smell comes from. And Carrie's like, this is not helpful. <laughs> like, also, that's, it's, like... It's-
2: Way more graphic and awful than a yes. reality and B like anything that she could be learning like exactly that's like, not how they're going to talk about like pheromones and hormones and sexuality in like a public education like
0: it's so much worse you're yes, making it's so it so, much, so worse. much worse so Carrie stands up and she's like I and she uh, her mom goes to shut the the window because it's windy and Carrie slams all the windows in the house with her mind so her Good. mother has now seen it. Good. And she tells her, I'm going, Mama, and things are going to change around here. Unfortunately, as soon as Carrie leaves, we hear Mrs. White say, witch. So now it's like, okay, great. So Mrs. White's now is like, okay, Carrie's a witch. And what is that? What is, if if that, then what else? Then yes, what? and. What are yeah. you going to do to your daughter about it? And, um, oh, she also tells her mother, I know that, you know, she was, you, you always tell me that her dad, Carrie's dad was taken by the devil, but I know he ran off. Like, I know he just left. And I can't blame him. Because I live in this house with you, you know, right? And uh, but you know, obviously, Miss White's like, no, no, it's probably the devil, and you're probably a witch. Yeah. Meanwhile, that's way more the, likely. <sighs> over at the school gymnasium, which is being decorated for prom, like in the week ahead of time, Billy and Chris set up their big prank, which is they take the bucket of hog's blood and they put it <laughs> on a rafter, and then they attach like a, bi- a rope. And and Chris yeah. is like, "You fucking idiot! Like you have to do it like this, like as if she's rigged a hog's blood <laughs> device yeah, before."
2: Like, I I would not guess that, and I don't know exactly where this takes place and what the, uh, you know, agricultural surroundings of this town are, but, like, I don't think that any kid in my high school, let alone the popular kids, would know how to rig a bucket in rafters. Like, that that just, like, is such a bizarre, like,
0: thing to figure out to do and then do. But I guess it's, like, listen, she's determined. She knows how to make a plan. This is, I guess, why she got... Like popular is that she she has something that she wants she puts her mind to it yeah um me and over at Carrie's house we see her sewing her own prom dress and her mom is just in a fugue state like rocking mumbling to herself like going even more insane than she has before but it doesn't matter because it's the day of prom and everyone I mean. is excited. Freddie, who we saw at the hog farm, approaches Ernest, who's like the head of the prom committee, and says, you know, is it too late to volunteer for prom? And, and Ernest is like, well, it is today, so yes. Yeah. And Freddie's like, well, what if I help with, I don't know, collecting the ballots and helping you tabulate them? And Ernest is like, actually, that would be really helpful. So if you could just come early, come early you could help set that up. And he's like, how about I come at eight? And Ernest is like, fine, I'll see you at eight. Right. So now mm-hmm. Freddie is going to have control of the ballots of who becomes prom king and prom queen, of course, <sighs> to set up how getting Carrie on stage. Right. And we see all these vignettes of like everyone getting their prompt on. Everyone's like, oh my God. Did you see Tommy's going with Carrie. And they like laugh like hysterically. And it's like the talk of the prom. And we see Tommy um, and his friends, uh, George and the beak are getting their tuxes. Oh, cool. And, and it gives you this idea, like, oh, and then you see um Carrie go to a department store and she's trying on all this different makeup, and it's like normal, you know, like yeah. a moment of normalcy. Mm, but that bums me out so much. It really is. She has when you see her trying on all the lipsticks and she finds one. It's so cute. And you're like, oh, oh. like I remember that, you know? Of course. Uh, so that night Carrie is like, put her dress on. She looks great. And she's putting on mascara. And her mom comes in, she goes, red. I might have known it would be red. About Carrie's dress. It is a it's baby pink. Like it is a very <laughs> light 70s, like satin right. blush. <laughs> with like a uh, like a spaghetti straps and like a with, like a plunging neckline. And Carrie says, like, oh, look at this uh, pink corsage. Like, Car- Tommy dropped it off to me. Isn't that so nice? Like, trying to make this normal. And Mrs. White said, I can see your dirty pillows. Everybody will. And Carrie's like, again, Mom. Like, they're called breasts. Every woman has yeah. them. Everyone wears this style. Like, like, she had, like,
2: I guess, like, what? what, like, is hard to, like, reconcile with her mother is, like, her mother, I assume, has breasts and got her period because she has
0: a child. So, like, ha- like, well, we're going to get into that, but let's okay. just say okay. her mother I also, I think, has some negative feelings about herself and yes, is maybe and projecting a bit um, about you know her understanding of, of femininity. And Mrs. White tells her, "Take off the dress. We'll burn it, and we'll pray for forgiveness together." And Carrie's like, "Again, I'm going to prom tonight," and right. Mrs. White's screaming, "Like he's not going to come. He's not going to come get you. They're all going to laugh at you, Carrie." And Carrie's like, "If I could have one moment of like normalcy in this house, I could yes. maybe have a normal." life, everything causes my mother to, like, be like, they're all going to laugh Fly at you. Fly off which the is, handle. <laughs> and I remember being, a, 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 to date ourselves again, they, um Adam Sandler had, like, comedy albums in the 90s. And in yeah, one of, of them, he plays, essentially, Mrs. White to, like, three kids. And every time, they're like, okay, mom, we're going to go to Dairy Queen. And, she, and then it's Adam Sandler screaming, they're all going to laugh at you. And they're like, I don't think so, mom. But that yeah. is what it feels like, where it's like, "Yes, not everything... If you're going to be histrionic and screaming and do a monologue at everything I do, then eventually it's going to, I'm going to realize that it, this isn't going to change. You know what I mean? It's right. less important as you, the more you do this. Yeah. Um, and Tommy does show up. You know what I mean? And picks right, her up. Right. Cause they do have to get her there. Yeah. And she tells her mom, like, I love you. So it's like, even despite all the stuff Mrs. White's doing, like, Carrie does love her. And she says, Mom, I love you. I'm going to go. And her mom says, Thou shan't suffer a witch to live. It's like, oh, thanks have gone from bad to worse in the White House. That is not good. Um, and they finally, they get to prom, and the theme of which is love amongst the stars. And Carrie, like, she sees all the kids going in, and she, of course, panics. And she's like, maybe this is a bad idea. We should just stay in the car. And Tommy says, it's going to be fun. Don't be nervous. We're going to have a great time. Which brings me to my next question, Allison. Who hmm. will survive?
1: Survive.
0: I
2: think Carrie will survive. I think her mother will die. I think the popular girl will. Die. Chris will die, and her idiot boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, I think her date might
0: live. Okay, and Tommy. Sue might live. Great. And how do we feel on Miss Collins? Oh, the gym teacher. Yeah, yeah. Um. I think she'll
2: survive. Okay, great. Okay. All right.
1: All right, people. We all know the stakes of the 2024 election are high, whether it's keeping the Senate taking back the House or stopping Republicans at the state level. If you're ready to make a real difference, sign up for Vote Save America's 2024 volunteer program. This message has been paid for by Vote Save America. You can learn more at votesaveamerica.com, and this ad has not been authorized by any candidate or candidates committee.
0: So the prom is bopping, and there's a prom band called Vansor Towers, and they're okay. singing the Education Blues, and everyone's having a great time. And they go in, and Frida, who's a friend with Sue, is immediately very nice to Carrie because she knows, you know, she talked to Sue about what, what's going on. So Frida's trying to be nice to Carrie, like, oh, you yeah. should stay with us. Like, did you, where did you get that dress? And Carrie says, oh, I made it. And she's like, oh my God, it looks great. Like, everyone is really trying very hard. <laughs> like, at least Sue's nice friends, like Tommy and Sue's friends who are yeah. nice are trying to, like, incorporate her and stuff. And Tommy asked Carrie to dance, but she wasn't ready, so she just chats with Mrs. Collins. And Mrs. Collins is obviously, like, the mother surrogate that she wishes she could have. Yes. And Mrs. Collins is like, oh, my God, you look beautiful. I'm so excited you got to do this. And she tells her story, like, I remember buying high heels, so, like, I'd be my date was so tall, I wanted to try to balance it out. But then I my feet had such terrible blisters that all we could do is sit in his truck and talk. But it ended up being, like, one of the best nights of my life. And Carrie's Aww. like, this is really surreal. It's like a dream. Like, I feel really... It's crazy that I'm here. It's like being on Mars. Um, and then afterwards, Tommy says, Oh, you know, Carrie, all everyone's going to the beehive after the prom. And Carrie's like, Oh, that's okay. You can just drop me off. And Tommy's like, No, no, I want you to come. And then, like, I think the obligation is like Sue will come and then we'll all hang out. It'll be like a normal time. And Carrie's like, A normal time, great. Things are looking up for me. My life yeah. from now on will be normal. Well, unfortunately, we, we well, know that's there's a when people- bucket
2: say, like, oh, this is going to be normal. Like, well, th- right. you're implying that it wasn't going to be, so now I assume it won't be.
0: <laughs> well, I think, unfortunately, for Carrie, it's just, like, her. none of her life. Like, as soon as she gets yeah. home from school, it's well, like, school's horrible because you're being bullied, and then you get home right. and your mom's... Even gosh, worse. It. So even normalcy would be great. Like, you would not having yes. a good time, but, like, if I just could not have my mom scream that I'm a witch one yeah. day in my life. Um, or if I didn't have these uh, telekinetic powers, but I do. And so they ended up dancing and they slow dance. They're having a great time. They're spinning around. And then they end up kissing. And it just sort of happens, like, naturally. And even Tommy seems, like, surprised by it. But it feels, like, natural and normal. And it's sort of like, well, we're just here and we're kind of swept away by these feelings. And Allison, that's the end of the movie. It all works out, you know? Oh, great. And and Carrie goes to Bryn Mawr and she becomes a fashion designer and her mom goes to therapy. I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> um, it's finally time for um, you know, everyone to submit their ballots. And Freddie and this girl, Norma, and what I like my normal Norma is that you only know who she is because she's always wearing a hat, even at prom. She's like a red baseball cap. Wearing so, a hat at prom. I love it. And she's also like one of Chris's little hanger on, like laughing at everything that Chris mm-hmm. says, like smirking, whatever. So Freddie and Norma, his girlfriend, start collecting the ballots. And all of the non Carrie and Tommy ballots, they throw under a table. And they're on, I guess they're on the ballot by default because Tommy is the quarterback. So he's okay. one of the five couples naturally and then Carrie yes. because she's his date. Again, I don't know if that's how they do it now. I don't think so.
2: Like you have to vote I have beforehand. No idea. I don't think that we had prom king and queen at my school.
0: We did and we had to vote separately. And I just remember like it was two people who genuinely everyone liked. Like they were like very nice. Like the prom king was gay. Like it was like two people yeah. that... It's, it's like if like, you were to take a like a poll of everyone in the grade, it's like who do I like? Oh yeah, I like them.
2: Yeah, which like I feel like is how it should be liked and not like queen bee and like yes. hottest or whatever. Exactly, I genuinely like, can't remember if we had prom king and queen. I just it's like not even part of my brain. So
0: it's a very maybe we antiquated did. weird thing to do, especially with yeah. like oh it has to be couples or like people right. who it's are like already cared. heteronormative
2: and like very, yeah
0: it's yeah. a very dumb thing.
2: So I hope that schools don't really do it anymore, or if they do, that it's like a more Yeah. Open and accepting and and less, like, exclusive.
0: I would think so. Um, Meanwhile, so, like, all the votes going on, Sue, who, again, can't come into prom, she decides to sneak in and, like, see how her plan is going with Carrie, and she sneaks in the back and kind of, like, just watches from the background and seems like, okay, things are going really well. Like, this was a good idea. I'm smart. Tommy's a great guy. And, um, but unfortunately, we also see Chris and Billy hiding under the stage with no. the uh, rope to the hog's blood bucket waiting. And of course, when they count the ballots, Carrie and Tommy win and they make their way to the stage and it's in slow motion and Carrie's like smiling no. and she, everyone's no. clapping
2: and like cheering. And, but like, how um, many, pe- like, are the only people who know this is rigged the ones who did it? Yes. Yeah, or is yeah, kind of the so, whole school in on it? Okay. So, no.
0: So, yeah. So it's just Chris, Billy, Freddie, and I'm assuming Norma because she knew about yeah, the ballots around. Yeah. And then maybe one of the one other stooge or sure. Billy's, but that's it. None of the other kids know. None of the other kids are on it. They genuinely are like, okay, great, cool. You know, like but he's the quarterback, not- so it's not like so exactly. Insane. Okay, yes, everyone loves Tommy. He is like beloved by everyone at the school. He's kind of like their star. Like he's the like the person the school is rallying around. So like the fact that he won, but then I think like Sue's friends, they are trying to be nice, so they're like genuinely excited for Carrie. And she gets on stage and she gets like a big bouquet and a crown. And they're just having this great time. Unfortunately, as is happening, Sue, who is there, sees the string to the bucket and realizes, "Oh no, somebody is about to break Carrie!" And she's like, "Oh shit, I helped inadvertently help set um, up Carrie being humiliated." So she runs down and she sees Chris and um, Billy onto the stage. So she tries to run to them. But Mrs. Collins sees Sue and knows that she's not supposed to be there. So Mrs. Collins like, Sue, are you here to prank Carrie? And Mrs. Collins essentially pushes Sue out of the door of the gym and shoves her out. It's like, you cannot be here without a ticket or without a date or whatever. I don't know what you're trying to pull. I was already... um, Suspicious of you and Tommy's plan. So I, you know, like, you need to leave because this is making me think that I was right, that you are trying to trick them. Not, right. and meanwhile, Sue's trying to tell her about the bucket, but, right. or the string, but Miss Collins is not having it. Unfortunately, as soon as Sue is shoved out the door, Chris pulls the string and a gigantic <sighs> bucket of hog's blood is sent no. down in slow oh my motion God. all over Carrie and everyone falls silent. You just hear like the blood running.
2: And Ugh.
0: spattering. And you see Norma laughing in the crowd, but no one else is laughing. Like, everyone else is genuinely horrified. Horrified, because it's a horrifying thing to do and happen. <laughs> and then what's worse, the bucket, it's, like, heavy. And so it fl- and when it swings back, it hits Tommy in the head and knocks him out on stage. So now, like, oh, no. carrying, now she's alone. and Multiple ca- and victims, yes. Tommy <laughs> has, like, a, a concussion. I mean, that's, yeah. you're not going to be able to play the big game, you know. And in the silence... Carrie can hear her mother screaming, they're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. And then she hears this laughter and she looks at the crowd and she hears she's everyone laughing, even Mrs. Collins and Mr. Morton. They're not in reality laughing. but That's she just what g-
2: she's yes. been conditioned to think is happening and her mother's voice. and her, Okay, got exactly. it. Exactly.
0: So, unfortunately, the problem with that is that, of course, Carrie has blatant telekinetic powers that yes. are coming out. And Chris and Billy... The, as soon as they pull the string, they scramble out from the stage to, like, watch through the window, like, ha our cool break. Suddenly, as soon as they leave, the doors slam shut and are trapping everyone inside. And then it is just fucking chaos. Carrie yes. tears that place apart. Like, she uh, takes the fire hose and turns it on, and the fire hose is so strong. And she's just like, doing all of this with her mind. Yes. So okay. she's just staying there wide-eyed, covered in blood, just, like, absolutely mayhem room. with her mind. Okay. And, like, the fire host, like, spraying people. It literally drowns Norma in the water. She's knocked on the ground and then killed by the fire hose. Oh, host. shit. Mr. Frum and Mr. Morton try to run to the microphone to tell her to calm down. And the, with the water, they are electrocuted, killing them both. Oh, okay. Mrs. Collins, meanwhile, gets some kids, and they go to get Tommy, who's unconscious, and they try right. to carry him to the door to try to get a medical help. And, unfortunately... She gets separated from the kids. Carrie sees Mrs. Collins and in her insanity, basically has part of the ceiling come down and crush her. So oh, Mrs. No. Collins is dead. I know. And then we cut to Chris and Billy who are watching from the window like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: really fucked up here,
0: didn't we? <laughs> Which is a this very funny a reaction spot yes. shot. Unfortunately, Mr. Fromm's body is like jerking and electrocuted and then sets on fire and he falls back into like the prom decorations, which are all like paper and cardboard. So now, not only is there water and electricity, the whole place is going up in flames and the doors are screaming. All the students are screaming and trying to get out the doors, but they're all locked, you know, with Carrie's mind, um, killing everyone inside, presumably. I mean, I have to believe that that's what happens. And then finally, the front doors of the gymnasium open and Carrie just slowly walks out. And we see her slowly walking, covered in blood down the street, back to her mother's house. And Chris and Billy see her as they drive down the street. And Chris decides, I'm going to hit Carrie with my car. Like, I know this (gasps) is, you know, I know that she did this. She tries to run down Carrie. And Carrie turns the last second and has such a mental force that the car flips off the road and explodes. Like, they are both burned to a crisp. They're done. Unfortunately, when Carrie gets home, her mother has lit hundreds of candles all throughout the house. Of course. And actually, her gown is now blood red, like her mother said, which I yes. thought was interesting, like, was her mother sort of, foreseeing mm. seeing sh- this. Yeah. And so Carrie takes a bath and puts on a nightgown. She's sobbing, of course. Like, now that this is hitting her, what happened? And her mother emerges in a white nightgown. And... She says, like, could you please hold me, Mama? And because Mrs. White is deep down, she is a good mother. She replies to her distraught daughter, I should have killed it when he put it in me. Meaning Carrie.
2: And I mean... It's like, boy,
0: a Carrie, girl, you keep going back to the well, but the well is dry, you know? Yeah. And he then, Mrs. White then just tells, proceeds to tell Carrie about how her father, Ralph, you know, Carrie's father, got Mrs. White yeah. pregnant before marriage, which in Mrs. White's The book, most... The ultimate sin. But it's like... And she was having sex with him.
2: Or was it well, not?
0: But that's the thing. Is I think she's saying, because I had premarital sex, this is what caused you to be, like, a monster or something. I guess. A witch. And she said... We got down on our knees to pray for strength. It took me. The stink of the other whiskey on his breath. And I liked it. I should have given you to God when you were born, but I was weak and backsliding, and now the devil is come home. Let's pray for the last time. And Carrie's like, okay, let's pray. Let's see what else are we going to sure. do here in this situation. Nothing, no other options, her. really. <laughs> and as Carrie like goes in for the hug, Mrs. White picks up a butcher knife and just stabs Carrie in the back. <gasps> as hard what? as she can. Yeah. And Carrie falls down the stairs, and her mother follows. And her mother is doing the sign of the cross with this huge butcher knife, and she's trying to scoot away from her mother, like begging her to stop. But her as her mother advances on her and is not stopping, Carrie, with her mind, picks up a knife and throws it across the room and stabs her mother's hand to the doorframe. And then out of the butcher block comes knife after knife, stabbing her mother, pinning her to the wall alive. until finally we see that Mrs. White has finally died and she's been skewered in sort of like Christ-like, like like cruciform shape. Of course, arms out, yeah. Um, Unfortunately, the force of the trauma and of having just murdered her mother, the house starts to crumble down. Like Carrie is inadvertently, or I don't know if it's intentional, destroying the house. The house comes down on both of them. Right as she's able to get her mother's body into the praying closet to try to like save herself, the entire house collapses and then not a, not only collapses bursts into flames Carrie oh, is a, well i mean those candles out. lit oh i mean in one of those old houses yeah the they're just timber <laughs> carry is knocked out by a fallen beam and we end on the crucifix with the glowing eyes Oh my Sometimes God. late, Sometime later, Sue Stell is, like, sort of restless. It's morning. She's, like, restlessly asleep in her bed. Her mother's sitting there. And Mrs. Stell answers the phone and says, Sue's doing okay, you know, considering she's the only student that fucking survived, you know. Jesus. I didn't, I didn't let her go to the funerals because it's the 70s and we don't know how to process grief. So we're yep. all making the wrong decisions. Yep, at all times. And then she says, the doctor said Sue is young enough that she'll forget about it in time. She's 17. What, what are you yeah, talking not about? Yeah, Also... This is something, not only ho- a horrible fire that killed all of your classmates at prom, somebody who has telekinetic powers murdered them. You think yes. a 17-year-old would ever forget that? Forget no. that. She's thinking about that every day for the rest and, of her life. For the rest
2: of her life. That, there's not a second that goes by that that's not part of her thought process and, like, even just kind of, like, subconscious memory.
0: And I feel like, it makes me feel like, well, we really have made a lot of progress talking about trauma and stuff. Yeah. Because, like where was it actually, like, well, we'll never talk about the telekinetic Arson murders ever and, then we'll again. and then eventually we'll forget move about past it. it. It's like that. Who nope. thought that that made any sense? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, and we see Sue carrying flowers. Um, we think to the cemetery, but she's actually taking them to the cinders of the of the Carrie White's house. Mm-hmm. And there's a fail for sale sign on the lot, and somebody is spray painted with a graffiti: "Carrie White burns in hell." And Sue goes to put down the flowers, and then a bloody hand shoots out of the burn <sighs> rubble and grabs Sue's arm. Sue then wakes up in bed screaming. Her mother's there trying to reassure her, but Sue just keeps screaming. Obviously, things are not going to be all right. She's not going to be able to forget about this. And Allison, that's the end of the movie. Wow. Yeah. Some twists. Um, Now, what do you think might be a fatal mistake that has happened, that happened in this movie?
1: Fatal mistakes.
2: I mean, like, Carrie should have been Letting people know how bad things were at home, maybe right. if that could like could have like gotten her some distance from her mother. Though, like, mm-hmm. I think that the popular kids would have still, yeah, pulled this prank. So, like, really, it's it's the the bullying and the pranking is what led to the massacre. So, I would say those are some fatal mistakes.
0: Absolutely, I think the fatal mistake is don't just don't uh, viciously bully someone. Just yeah. in general, but also on the off chance that they have latent telekinetic powers yeah. right. you never know you never know and it's better safe than sorry exactly and I just want to play a play little game because I do feel like getting your period is such like a hallmark of like mm-hmm. that's when someone's mutant powers arise or like that's when someone sure. becomes a werewolf um what other like monumental moments in adolescence do you think should bring on those kind of x-men like power
2: Because
0: my vote is getting your driver's permit, not just Mm -hmm. your license, the actual permit. You should be able to get some sort of superpower from that. And then I think finally understanding that you don't have to like, that your foundation can match your skin tone. You can buy makeup that looks like it's for your human face. Yes, I feel like that should be able to unlock some sort of power.
2: Yeah, I think, um, you know, for like mastering hair texture. Yes would be a big one. And uh, I think when you realize, like, whenever that, it doesn't happen, I don't know, it doesn't happen for everybody, but like the moment when you're like, oh, none of this matters about high school...
0: Mm-hmm. Like, when you do oh, something yes, yeah. and it
2: doesn't seem to have, like, when you, like, fail a test and, like, you're like, well, I still graduate with on Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, the stuff, like, doesn't really matter as much as... Right.
0: F- that should be, like, you should be able to become Superman or something. Like yeah, that's, that's like, 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 the ultimate a mutant. achievement
2: yeah. unlocked because that's really the most important milestone you could ever hit is realizing high school doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> and then finally, where do you think the movie lands on the spooky scale, Allison? A spooky scale. I mean,
2: I think this ends up being scarier than I thought it would be. Um, so I think I was guessing it would hover in the middle. I'm going to say like a six or a seven.
0: Great. I'm going to say seven. I agree. The um, It's yeah, much— seven more realistic and visceral. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like just when you're like, oh, it's about telekinetic powers. It's like, no, it's actually about her mother. And her mother is so scary and so awful. And you're just watching those scenes like, yeah, if she had any friends or like one other family member or if her father was there, like maybe things could have gone different. But she really didn't have anybody. And even Miss Collins, like you know, like, after years of going through this, it was like she was going to unburden herself to the gym teacher, like, uh, the one time that she was nice to her. Right, yeah, that's never going to happen. But yeah, I think it's a 10 in terms of enjoyability, which, again, the spooky scale is just spookiness, and a 7 for spookiness. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. That's Carrie. It was such a pleasure. What a pleasure. What a great a
2: great movie. Um important If you lesson. have recommendations of other movies we should do or just general horror or other questions, you can email us at ruined at the radio dot com. <laughs> Look at us, knowing it. Nailed um, it. And follow us on Instagram uh, at ruined podcast uh, for some fun stuff. And uh, most importantly, um I guess we have to ask you to please. To please. Keep it spooky. Keep it spooky.
0: Bye. Bye. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder, recorded and edited by Kat Iosa.